tools for living room to grow, a space of grace to become everything God wants us to be. You're listening to the Living Room Podcast with Joanna Weaver, episode 102. Well, you guys, welcome to the new year and to the episode that almost wasn't. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, it's just so funny. I, around November, I got this idea that I really wanted to do a solo episode and it was going to be about how to persevere or the power of perseverance. And I was feeling very inspired about that because several things had been happening. First of all, We'd launched the book and that had been wonderful. And I was finishing up the video study that is now available. Just go to joannaweaverbooks.com forward slash ET study and you can learn more about that. And so that was coming together. I was uh, I was almost done with the online course where we're hosting the streaming for the video study. And we had passed 100 episodes right here on the living room, which was super exciting. And as I was looking back on actually this five years since I started this project for embracing trust, I could just see how important perseverance was to the process. You know, there, there wasn't really a time when I felt like giving up, although man, there have been a lot of other times in my life and other things that I've just wanted to throw up my hands and say, forget it. It's just not worth it. But God had given me the grace to really persevere, and I'd seen the benefits of that. I certainly doubted if it would ever be finished, and so there's been a lot of joy in kind of getting to the finish line. But something strange happened (laughs) when I crossed that finish line uh, around the first part of January. The uh, study was now online. um, People were beginning to buy it and that felt wonderful. I'd done some of the things I needed to do to promote it. And so I was just kind of sighing a deep sigh of relief. And I actually was sick during the holidays. So I wasn't feeling super strong. And to be honest, I just couldn't work up the want to, to do this episode. In fact, I really thought, you know, maybe it's just silly. Maybe, maybe no one really needs this episode. And yet, as I began to think, I've heard many of your stories and what you're walking through. And I thought of my friend, Christine, who it feels like she just goes from one health crisis to another with her husband or her son and just how weary she must feel. I thought about my friend who is in the process of inner healing and getting free of some of the things that happened in the past and how hard that has been. thought of my friend, Kim, who has been caregiving her husband for many years, and he just now recently passed away. And now she's having to navigate a new life as a widow. And I began to realize that, you know what, I think all of us at one time or another are in the difficult middle and we're really not sure how to do this hard thing, this thing, this never ending nightmare that feels like it'll never end, that we'll never actually finish what we've been called to do or the situation we've been placed in. And so I just asked the Lord to help me persevere today and actually write down some notes and hit record because I'm sure 
whether you need it right now or not, we're all going to need this message of perseverance. And so I felt like I was supposed to continue and persevere to do this episode. So how do we keep going when everything inside us shouts to give up? Well, there are five things that I feel like I've learned during my journey over these five years, you guys, five years since inspiration of the book to the actual publishing release date, five things, five lessons that I hope will help you as well. First of all, you are not alone. You are not alone. So many times when we're in the difficult middle, we wonder, Lord, how, where are you? How do I do this? And I love Deuteronomy 31.8, where the Bible says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. You know, sometimes I've had this idea that God is sort of calls me to do something and then he just kind of says, okay, girl, sink or swim. It's up to you now to do what I've asked you to do. But we forget that this God who calls us to something actually wants to work with us and through us to do that very good thing. Uh, He's not the cruel taskmaster that sometimes we are. He's not back there saying more, more, better, better, higher, higher. No, he's this God who walks with us. He's this good shepherd that shows us the way we should go. And you know what the thing I found? He takes us at the right pace, at a pace we can go. I think of Elijah who had that great victory over the prophets of Baal and Mount Carmel. And yet when he received word that Jezebel wanted to take his life, he went into absolute despair. And I don't know about you, but when you have been battling for so long and feeling all alone, it doesn't take a lot to discourage you. And so God himself sent an angel to minister to Elijah. And really, when you read the story, it pretty much boils down to this. The angel handed him a muffin and said, take a nap. (laughs) And sometimes I think, especially when we're in the difficult middle, we need to remember that we're not alone and to remember that sometimes the most spiritual thing we can do is to take a nap, to actually believe that the God of the universe is going to be able to take care of that thing that he's entrusted to us when we're not able to do it or when we just need a little break, which we're going to talk about more later. Um, Number two, and this is so important because I think this is the thing that haunted me during the long, difficult middle. And it's this, you are not doing it wrong. You are not doing it wrong. You are not alone and you are not doing it wrong. I think that was the thing I kept thinking, Lord, why is this so hard? It doesn't seem like other writers have difficulties like this. What am I doing wrong? And, you know, I think during this process, I've realized that God knows my frame. He knows uh, the pace that I need to go. But more importantly, I've realized that God is not just asking us to do something for him or to serve someone else. He wants to do something in us. And that is so beautiful to me to think that this God of the universe isn't just asking us to churn out good works 
he really wanted, he wants to do a good work in us. And so, you know, I, I think of the Lord telling the angels, he's saying, you know, I want a book to come out in 2022. So I'm going to start laying it on Joanna's heart to start writing in 2017, (laughs) 2017, five years. And oh, believe me, there were so many times I thought I was doing it wrong, but it was in my desperation, in my inability to write on my own, where I was just forced. And I wanted to, I wanted to spend time with the Lord because I didn't want it to be me. I wanted it to be him. But here's the beautiful thing that happened in the middle of that. God not only enabled me to write the book, but he did a deep, deep personal thing in my soul that has been honestly life-changing. And so I just want to encourage you. Galatians 6, 9 says this. So let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Listen, my friend, you're not late. You're, you haven't messed it up beyond all repair. Oh, perhaps there are things that you need to do different and you know what they are. But God is not chastising you. He's not condemning you. He's just saying, it's time. Here's a muffin. You've had your nap. It's time to get up and it's time to go. And as we persevere, as we choose to, to just let the Lord lead us and do the thing he's asked, he will help us reap a harvest of blessings, not just a finished product, not just the ability to care for someone we love, but a deep, beautiful work that he has created in our soul. The other thing that I think is super important when it comes to perseverance is that we need to find a sustainable pace. I don't know about you, but sometimes when God puts something in front of me, I'm like, okay, ready, set, go. And I just take off like it's a sprint. And you know, about two blocks down the road, I'm out of breath and I'm about ready to fall over. And the Lord has been teaching me this over the years of writing because it never does come easy to me. And he's been teaching me that there's a pace. He's a good shepherd, remember? There's a pace that he has for each one of us that is shaped to our frame, to our needs, to our nature. And so he he sets us up to succeed. He never wants to set us up to fail. It's us. It's us and our expectations of ourselves that often beat us up and beat us bloody and tell us that we're no good. And why even try? Why even try? But you know what? Our flesh is a liar. And God is our father. And he says, don't get weary and well-doing. Instead, come to me. Let me strengthen you. Let me give you everything you need. Find a, a sustainable pace. I love Hebrews 12. One, you're familiar with that verse. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. And can I just, just add that that cloud of witnesses contain thousands, perhaps millions of people who know exactly what it's like to go through what you're going through. They've been there. They've done that. They've run their race and they're shouting from the, from the balconies of heaven. Come on, girl, you can do it. You can do it. Persevere, press through because the way out is the way through. And then it goes on to say, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily tangles 
entangles. And listen to this. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Listen, we're not called to run anybody else's race. We don't have to do it like them. It doesn't have to look like them. We should definitely not compare ourselves to them. Instead, God said he's marked out a race just for you and a race just for me. And sometimes that includes some really important boundaries. Um, From the beginning of writing and feeling a call to speak, God set some boundaries. He said only eight to 12 times a year. And so um, I had to say no to a lot more uh, opportunities than yes. But boy, I'll tell you what, it's been such a gift because God knew my frame. He knew the needs of my family as well as the need of our church. I'm a pastor's wife. And he wanted me to be involved in the life of our church. Here's an important thing. Often, you guys, we tend to get so tunnel vision. We forget that God has put us in different realms of influences. And and that means that we're called to all of it. I don't stop being a wife when I write a book. I don't stop being a mother. And yet, at the same time, God, in his wisdom, shows us how to do both and rather than either or. And so allowing him to set some boundaries. It was really interesting. When I started this podcast, I had just signed a contract to write a book. Now, everything logical said, you should not start a podcast, Joanna. You know how you are. You're too easily distracted. And yet I knew that the Lord was asking me and my publisher gave me permission And although I felt so inspired and I thought, I want to do a once a week show because that's how you get listeners and everything. God made it clear. No, every other week, every other week. And oh, you guys, I am so glad that he set those parameters, that this was the race he'd marked out for me. I wasn't called to do every week. I may never be called to do an every week podcast as much as I planned on it, because you know what? God's stirring new things in my heart. I feel really called to start showing up on YouTube. Can I just tell you that this week, as I struggled to find inspiration just to do one podcast, it doesn't seem very wise to do YouTube. (laughs) And so what I've realized is maybe it's because it's not time yet. I had this idea, okay, we'll get that course out and then I'll just throw myself into YouTube. But God's God had a different idea. Instead, he kind of handed me a muffin and he said, take a nap. (laughs) And I just felt like he said, I want you to at least have January just to recuperate, to, to allow that frenetic pace, that busy pace that you've been under, just to calm down. You know, I think so many times we think that God is again, this cruel taskmaster that just wants more and more, better, better, higher, higher. When he's really this great, wonderful father, this good, good shepherd who says, oh, my darling, you are just as important and even more important than the work I want to do through you. Let me pour into you so then you can have what you need to pour out to others. So let God help you find a sustainable pace. And listen, you guys, God himself modeled it. He had a Sabbath. He worked six days and he rested on the seventh. And my husband, my wonderful husband, keeps reminding me, Joanna, you need a Sabbath because it's so easy to just head down, just keep working, just get it done, do the thing you need to do. 
And too often when we do that, then we kind of take on this martyr air, like, poor me, look at everything I do for everybody. And then we lose the joy of just being available to do what God wants to do through us. So number four, this brings me to number four, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, I'm so grateful for my husband and for Josh, who has, they both really pitched in and helped around the house and they've, they've uh, picked up the slack and, and they've made room for me to write. Uh, you know, and sometimes, sometimes the main thing has to be the main thing. Uh, you know, for those first three years of writing, I had really tried. And when I talk about three years, it's a year coming up with the with the proposal and then two years of hard writing, a year of finalizing and publishing and then the release. But I'd really tried to be available for the many things that God had called me to. And it was important. I don't think I missed it when I did that. But as I continued to struggle, it became clear that I really did need to focus on the one thing. And that's the Lord had made that clear. And so I I did have to kind of just ask for permission and just explain to some of the people that I love that I want to be with our, our Tuesday morning ladies Bible study that I just I just had to make it the one thing that I did for a season. And um I had to practice what my friend Alicia Sholey calls selective disappointment, where I had to say no to some of the things that I was was doing so I could say yes to the Lord. And and I think that's part of asking for help is is also asking, explaining that that right now this is what I need to do, but also asking for help. Um, you know, my friend who is a caregiver to her husband Rick had to be willing. After several years where it became um, increasingly evident she couldn't do it herself, she had to ask for help and bring higher in help because she knew she was in it for the long haul. And she knew in order to set a sustainable pace, she also had to practice some self-care. And so I want to encourage you, ask for help. Find, is there some someone else who can do some of the things? rather than you trying to do everything and and burning yourself out in the process. The final thing I think when it comes to asking for help is, oh, please, and I'm sure you know this, especially when you're in the difficult middle, I think we call out to the Lord more, but take time to spend time with Him. I know a lot of times when we're so busy and where we feel like we're burning the candle at both ends, we we don't really have time, we think, to spend with the Lord. And yet there is so much that is only available as we come away with Him, even if it's just five minutes a day. I love what Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 29. He said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Listen, he never intended that your quiet time be another duty, another have to in your life. Instead of you coming to perform for him, he just wants you to come so that he can pour into you. The rest of that verse says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. You see, Jesus wants to be our burden bearer. He wants us to cast our cares on him. But it also says, when he says, take my yoke, he's saying, let me share the load with you. And he takes the heaviest part. But I love the last part of that. And you will find rest for your souls. 
Now, the first word for rest in that verse means relaxation, repose, recreation. But that second word for rest, I love what Spiro Sodiati says. It can mean inner tranquility in the midst of necessary labor. Because let's just be honest, there are things in our life where we don't have the luxury of just taking a vacation from it. Instead, we need strength. We need peace. We need a joy, that underlying sense of okayness, inner tranquility, even in the midst of necessary labor, in the middle of the hard thing. Jesus meets us with the strength we need. Number five, to keep on keeping on. You know, there have been times in my life where God has called an end to something, something that I really enjoyed, something that I loved. Sometimes it was stuff I didn't enjoy. And I was really relieved when he said, that's, that's it. No more. There will be necessary endings in our lives. But more often for me, God has called me to persevere. I remember early in our marriage where I was really struggling, where I was so disappointed and disillusioned that I decided we'd be married singles and John would do his thing and I would do mine. Oh, I am so glad that God didn't let me settle for that. Instead, he invited me to pray and the most important prayer, Lord, change me. And in the process, he not only changed me, he healed my marriage. I'm so glad we persevered. Because you guys, when we, when you do a word study in the Bible on patience and perseverance and endurance, you guys, these are spiritual disciplines that God uses to shape us into the people he wants us to be. You know, the world throws all sorts of troubles at us, all sorts of hardships. And, you know, if, if we had our druthers, we'd say, Lord, just wave the magic wand and make them go away. But instead, God harnesses the hard things to do a good thing inside of us. This morning in my devotions, I was reading about this man who saw an emperor moss cocoon, and he was talking about how it was long and narrow, and then the, the top of it was like a flask, and it was tight and narrow. And he watched for several days as this moth struggled to get out, and it looked like he was making no progress whatsoever. And and after after several days, the man thought, Something must be wrong with the cocoon. Maybe it's the lack of humidity you know, in this area. You know, he had all sorts of things. And so he decided that he would help the emperor moth. And so he just did a tiny little snip. And wouldn't you know it, that that released enough of the pressure that eventually that moth was able to struggle its way out. But it came out with its body swollen and its wings shriveled, unable to fly. And he realized that the struggle was where the strength lay. That it was in the struggle that the emperor moth would develop everything he needed to soar, to fly, have a long range of flight. But instead, he watched as that moth just struggled to drag its swollen body along, and eventually it died, never fully experiencing the potential that it had had it been allowed to struggle. Now, I don't know about you, but that is not necessarily what I want to hear. I want to be victorious. I don't want to struggle. I want to always overcome. I don't want to feel overwhelmed. And yet, 
It's in this process of persevering, of developing an endurance that something happens in our soul. Our flesh begins to shrink and our spirit begins to grow. And we're enabled to do things that we could have never done had we not gone through the struggle. What do you need perseverance for in this new year? Are you struggling to even find the want to, to do what you know you need to do? Well, I want to pray for you, but first, I want to just read some of the beautiful promises and instructions that were given in the Word. Because you guys, as we cooperate with what God has asked us to do, He releases the grace and the power, the strength, and the inner tranquility to succeed and even thrive in less than ideal situations. So here's some promises I want you to remember. Philippians 1.6, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete. Listen, you are not alone and you're not doing this important work alone. It's Christ in you that's your hope of glory. It's Christ in you that is the strength of your life. First Corinthians 1.8 says, he will sustain you to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. John 15, 5 says, without him, we can do nothing. But Philippians 4, 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You know, James 1, 2 through 4, but did you know that there is a reward to perseverance? Listen to this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because... You know that the testing, the struggle, (laughs) the struggle of your faith produces perseverance. And if we'll let perseverance finish its work, you will be mature and complete, not lacking anything. But not only that, listen to this. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because after having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. James 1.12. 2 Thessalonians 3.5. Paul prays this prayer. May the Lord lead your hearts into a full understanding and expression of the love of God and the patient endurance that comes from Christ. Again, you guys, we're not tapping into our own power. We're not just you know, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. No, we're tapping into the power of Jesus Christ to persevere under trial. And that's why Hebrews 10, 35 says, do not throw away your confidence for it holds a great reward. I love this final prayer. And I want to just pray it over you. Colossians 1, 9 through 11. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience. Oh, Lord, I thank you so much for my friend on the other side of this podcast. I thank you, Lord, that 
that you're not alone and they're not doing it wrong. Oh, oh, we may be off track. We may be trying to do it in our own strength, but all we have to do is just turn to you, Lord, and you're going to give us the strength we need. And even on those days when we can't come up with the want to, Lord, if we'll just put one foot in front of the other, if we'll just take a pen and jot down some notes and then press record, you'll enable us to do what we could not have done on our own. Lord, I know that there are people out there hurting today. I know there are people who are struggling with things that I can't even begin to imagine. But Lord, I know, I know that you're meeting them even at this moment and that you're giving them everything they need. Oh, we may not feel it all at once. It may feel like a struggle. We may think we're locked in a cocoon, that there's no hope, that we might as well just give up. But Lord, if we'll persevere, if we're willing to engage in the struggle with the strength you provide, we're going to come out beautiful butterflies and able to do things that we could have never done had we not been willing to persevere. So Lord, help us tap into your strength your hope, your peace, and even the rest that you want to give us so that we can have that inner tranquility in the midst of necessary labor. Thank you for my friend. And thank you, Lord, that you'll give us everything we need to do everything you've asked. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I hope that blessed you guys today. I think maybe I did it for me more than anyone. Because it's easy to get weary. It's easy just to say, you know, it's too hard. I can't do it anymore. But I believe the Lord meets us in our weakness. In fact, Paul writes, when I am weak, then I am strong. Therefore, I will glory in my weakness. Because when I'm weak, Jesus is strong. It's where we come to the end of ourselves that we tap into the strength of the Lord. I just wanted to tell you, I mentioned it in the podcast, but the video Bible study for Embracing Trust is available now. Uh, It's a 10-week session. It has a beautiful downloadable workbook with viewer pages and some extra features. It is the back of the book study that's that's included in the back, but it has room for answers as well as the video sheets and special features. It's been fun to have lots of groups order the book to do together as a Bible study, but it's in, it's available for individual study as well. You can go to joannaweaverbooks.com forward slash ET study and learn more about it. And hey, if you order it and send me a little note that you did at joannaweaverbooks at gmail.com, I would love to send you a bookmark and um, a personalized book plate that you can put inside your book. Well, until next time, you guys, keep living and loving and leading like Jesus as you persevere with all the power that he provides.